a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a rock. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Yeah, dude, feeling good, feeling great. Ryan fucking Sprague, so good to see you, man. Welcome back. Dude, Brandon, thank you so much for having me back, man. I'm so pumped to be doing this. We were just nerding out, exchanging guitars and different things that we're nerding out on. It was like show and tell when you're nine years old. It was awesome, dude. <laughs> it's beautiful. But what I love also is most of the a lot of the conversation consisted of trust and the dead mm. and the things that we're doing right now in our mm. private lives to empower ourselves and to sovereign ourselves. I was talking to you. Uh, we have a sovereign series going on here. Brandon Joe Williams. We have Ashley Clark coming up. We've got a lot of incredible information coming up with this. And it's something you and I are so fucking excited about. It's like the next frontier, man. It's like, I love talking about aliens and shit like this, but this is like wheels on the ground, really doing things to empower yourself, to unwind yourself from this fucking parasitic octopus you've been having tentacles in, dude. Yeah, dude. Land pirates. <laughs> oh, land pirates. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of the best, best terminologies I've heard for uh, whoever comes after you for taxes, you know, whether or not people want to believe it's IRS or really the banks that control them. But, you know, at the end of the day, like it's not every day that you get a way in which to look at the quote unquote matrix for lack of a better term in a way that is actually very logical, analytical and left brain, right? Because typically when we're talking about, you know, the matrix, we're talking about these metaphorical stories that we're running in our heads, right? That maybe you're limiting us, limiting beliefs, things that are not really tangible. We all know they exist, right? If we're in this realm, but it can be hard to actually like see and measure them. And so I feel the sovereignty space is one of those spaces where not only is it ridiculously profound, like I think anyone, even if someone is like completely not into spirituality or anything, right? They're going to understand the idea of sovereignty, right? They're going to understand the implications of it because of, you know, everyone is having to give their money to land pirates, right? Because they don't know it's voluntary and all of these things. Everyone is uh, you know, dealing with some sort of debt, whether or not they're keeping up with it, whether or not they're behind on it, et cetera. So when you think about the sovereignty realm and you actually start looking at like, you know, getting into it, it's actually one of the only areas I found where you can actually like measure the ability to get outside of what is perceived as the matrix for lack of a better term. You know? Yeah. It's like all the empowerment you did in the freaky woo woo and the spiritual and everything led you to see, Hey, there's a huge, very real dragon amongst your mitts. And all you have to do is yeah. recognize this, you know, tentacle energy and you start unwrapping it and you go, no, thank you. No, thank you. And it just goes, ah, shit, it figured it out. It must go away. It's this yeah. fascinating. It's so empowering because like you said, land pirates, Yes, but what this group empowers us to do is we fucking, I'm the captain now, you know what I mean? I'm, this is you steering your ship, and that's what's so fascinating about it, dude. It's so empowering. Dude, 100%, man. And it's cool, too, like, recognizing, like, who the real perceived quote-unquote enemy is. I don't believe there's any enemy, but, like, 
in terms of like who's playing the villain role in this, it's really not even the IRS. It's really not even the government, right? Like actually in a lot of ways, they're kind of out for your best interest. They're trying like hell to warn you and be like, just so you guys know, this is voluntary. Wink, wink, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> but they can't come out and brazenly say it because the banks own everything. Right. And so the banks are really the ones that are going out and doing a lot of nefarious shit. And at the same time, right? Like when you start waking up to this, it really is a full on psychedelic experience in a completely otherwise sober state of reality, you know? Yeah. And I, I love this concept of like, well, how can I have a psychedelic experience in life without any medicine? And the sovereignty space is like the five MEO DMT of that realm. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are just chasers of such things and imbiber of yeah. such things. And so speaking of, you know, crushing it at all that, uh, guys, all the ways to find Ryan, of course, uh, his first episodes, 187 and 202, as well as the uh, Insider Hangout link. I'll throw that down there and the Mighty Morphin Sovereign Rangers that we did with everybody. That was badass. Highly optimized, breathe with cannabis. All of the things will be found down below. So y'all make sure that you check it out. Video version and transcript are linked uh, for free. So y'all can check that out. It's hosted on Patreon, but it's absolutely free. So uh, as well, check the link down there to hang out with us for some of these insider hangouts, dude. They're insane. You're joining us for another one with Mark Gober this weekend. We're, we're pumped yep. about it, dude. So... Breathe with Cannabis. I'm a, an affiliate now, a grateful affiliate. I talked to Christopher the other day on the phone when I was in Georgia, and he's just a badass, man. I love what you guys have going on. I've got the app going and could not recommend it more. So guys also want to point your attention down to that link. Breathe with Cannabis. We joined you for an event. The, it's it's amazing, dude. Your community is incredible. It's vibed out. Everybody's there to chill. Some people were just fucking sleeping, and I loved it. Like I, Everything about it was just so cool you know and uh yeah. but you guys are great you run a great thing and so i'm grateful to be part of it so um my friend we could like you know we do here skip the intros point them to the first time when you introduced yourself and just get right to it man uh, i'm excited yeah. about your event and so we're definitely going to talk about that but what's been like lighting you up lately dude what are you so excited about well, dude, you know, this is a great question. There's been a lot of things. Um, so, you know, a big thing that I've noticed in my own life and maybe you can relate, maybe other people listening can relate is, you know, like we all hear that we've been programmed with go, go, go. And, you know, it's hard to relax these kind of things. Like this has been a growing trend in my life, right? It's not, I'm not new to it. And at the same time, it's almost like, you know, you discover new levels, right? New levels, new devils, as they say. And so it was probably about, I mean, I've been feeling it for the last two years. Um, but what happens when you build a business, right? Is that for me, I did not have any prior business knowledge. And I was also starting something that had never been seen before, right? Like conscious cannabis, cannabis coaching, these kind of things that I didn't really have a playbook for how they could look. You know, I had ideas in terms of like, okay, I could host my program on Kajabi, like things like that. But in terms of like, how to actually utilize it, you know, uh, what clients I was going for, all of that. There was no like playbook out there. Like I was a fitness coach, you know, where you could be like, oh, like this, someone, so-and-so has done this before. So because of that, I had to, or I chose to listen to a lot of different people's advice and wisdom uh, that I trust on how I could build this business. Like, you know, what is the quote unquote right way to do it? Things like that. And all of these people are amazing. Like all of these individuals I've gotten wisdom from have been amazing. But what I've realized is that in that, I always knew that I didn't want to build the business like they were telling me I had to build it, but I just didn't have the courage yet because I didn't have the know-how either, right? There was like a beginner mindset in me as well. So I didn't know if I was being naive and thinking like, well, you know, I really want to do it this way. And so now it's been a couple of years of doing it in a very specific way of like, you know, taking discovery calls, things like that. And just leading me, dude, to be like booked constantly. Like, I mean, just aggressively booked and you know, it's like 
when it comes to like growing cannabis, for instance, right? Like, yes, that can be a lot of work, but you're in a room, you're chilling in music, right? Like you don't need to be on when you're on phone calls and sales calls and podcasts and things like that. There's this need to be, or this requirement to be at least on. Right. And so anyway, all suffice to say, what's really been charging me up recently is the fact that in January this year, there was just something that shifted where I was able to really look at like, okay, instead of trying to figure out how I'm going to be successful in this specific endeavor, I'm going to start asking myself, what do I want my life to look like? And then build the business around that. And I don't care what it means, right? Like my first priority is making sure that I enjoy this. And I've always enjoyed what I do. It's just like me, myself, I've been bad at prioritizing, like not booking my calendar too full. So in January, we kind of backed off a little bit of like trying to get more on podcasts and things like that. And, um, and I ended up starting to build two new courses. All this creative expression came into me, creative inspiration. And so now we're building a couple of new courses. We're making insane progress. We got Breathe With Cannabis blowing up. We got a whole new offer for the CCC, our Conscious Cannabis Collective coming out this uh, May or June. Just talked to our marketing guy yesterday. And so like, I'm just so excited to be home during winter, which normally I'm not a big fan of winter, but home, just taking it a little bit easier, having more time to spend on creative expression, right? Rather than just being on calls all day getting back into music really just like feels like I'm transforming back into like an old version of me and the new version of me joining together. So that's, what's firing me up, man, time management and uh, you know, saying no and, 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 and being able to say yes to the right things and also make sure I'm building the life that I really want around it. So yeah, it's been cool. Dude, nailed this, nailed this, nailed this, nailed this. Cause yes, you are inspired. Uh, this hustle culture is something that we've talked about, but also hustle culture on the flip side of that is and inevitably extreme burnout in some cases, but yeah. burnout's inevitably in there. And so you learn to work through these horrible situations and put yourself through this stuff, which makes it no fun. You've nailed it with this, dude. It's Thank all you. about the fun. And that's what the intuitive guidedness is telling us all the time. It's like, yes, you're going to get to burnout. How, okay. How are your results? And then when you sometimes relax and just go, dude, I just can't do it right now. You mm. come back to it five fucking minutes later and you've got emails, you've got inspiration, you have things that are clicking and spurring like crazy. So it's this weird paradox and I'll give it to you there mm. that it's this weird paradox, but it's also a paradox wrapped within the programming itself. It's, Hey, you got to work. Yeah. I was raised like that, right? You got to work hard to get money. Nothing comes free. Money don't grow on tree. We all have mm -hmm. those mantras that we have uh, been laser lightsabering out of our fucking realities <laughs> for a while now. And when we take the reins for ourselves, like what you've done here is that, yes, you're going to start on that model and you're going to do that. But like now, I'm looking at my LLC going shit, you know, yes, I set it up three years ago and I needed to do that to do what I am now, but now I'm, I'm ready to be done with that and move on to trust, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's an interesting Same. growth that occurs in this, but on the other side of you needing to just burn out to feel like, Hey, I don't want to feel like that anymore, mm. but it's through that process. I don't know how to train it, to be honest with you. I don't know how you teach it because people told me, Hey, you're going to this and you're going to feel that. And I was ah shugging it off. Not me. Right. But then inevitably it was like this, Oh, okay. Burnout's real. And Oh, okay. I really maybe should take a pause and look at things a little different but it's not something I would have received with the words. And I'm not a fan of that about myself, by the way. <laughs> I wish somebody could just be like, hey, don't go down that road. I'm like, okay. I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go do it and it's going to be different for me. I come back more scarred. And I'm like, they're like, how was that? I'm like, fuck you. Dude, you know what your human design is? Do you know your two numbers by chance? I'm a gen uh, three and a five, I want to say. Ah, oh, that makes perfect sense, dude. I, I was going to say you must have a five line because the five is the heretic. So like literally like they're like, hey, man, that stove's hot. And you're like, well, I'll be the judge of how yeah. much. All right. Like <laughs> yeah. literally that's been Subjective. my my 
<laughs> Dude, that's my entire life, bro. And think Same. about it, right? Like, you know, those of us that are out there that in this lifetime, for whatever reason, not because we're better than anyone or whatever, but our mission in this lifetime is to fuck around, find out, and then guide <laughs> and teach from that place of fucking around and finding out. Yes. Working on podcasts, you know, talking, expressing, et cetera. Who better to be set up with that five line to have to go try things out so that we can, you know, share our experiences knowing full well that there'll be many people out there like us that are like, eh, uh, we'll see if they're right. Right. Like, and that's fine, you know, because at the end of the day, like I had the same, same thing, man. Everyone told me like, Hey man, like it's actually really funny. A lot of the people that are telling me are like clearly burning out fifth coffee of the day. Like, yeah, yeah man, you don't want to burn out. And I'm like, kind of looks like you're burning out. Right. But you know, again, no judgment. I've been there, but it was just kind of like that thing of like, yeah, you know, like uh, nothing says that like, you know, I I love what I do. I love everything going on. But like the way I'm building this and the way I'm looking at it is what someone else feels is right. And that's OK. Like, you know, I love their input, et cetera. But at a certain point, I had to just take my power back and be like, no, listen, like I'm the one that has to actually show up and do these things. And no one is my boss. That's why I created my own business. Like I don't take orders. Well, I've never have. So I would rather go to the extreme of burnout, you know, recognize like, oh, OK, that's a hot stove, you know, and then be able to come back and be like, all right, now I know where my limit is. And now I'm able to find the middle ground. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's why I started the business called Highly Optimized. That's why I build myself into a race car, because with a race car, you, eventually you're going to we're going to redline the thing, you know, and that's the part point of it. Right. Is that like because you built it in a certain way. You might redline it and hey, it might break, but you also are aware of how to fix it in the garage, you know, but ideally you don't want to break the race car. <laughs> Such an interesting way to look at it, man. And it yeah. is this comparison curse is dead within me as we forge our way through these forests, you know, on our own path. And we're, you know, looking around going, how are you? How are you? And loving what you're doing, but I'm not attempting to copy what you're doing. We're too yeah. busy doing our own things, <laughs> yeah. but what we're doing each independently complements what we're doing independently together so much. So it's like this amazing entourage effect to where it's like the more you're authentically you, the more I'm authentically me, the more we have to offer one another and anyone that we come in contact with. But it is this autonomy, man. It's sovereignty. It's this dude. And I've always like, I don't know how you've been, but it's since, well, you said it, uh, it's since your mom, Hey, uh, you know, authority, that's been my thing, dude. And God bless my parents, man. They had it rough. I don't know what they did in the last life, but man, um, <laughs> it's, it's just one of these, yeah, fuck you. And, and it's an yeah. interesting, thing in, in which we find ourselves in all of it. And so that's where it led me away from the um, sort of new age thing is I just got to the end of it and they were just like, hey, all right, cool. This is religion with extra steps. I'm like, fuck you. It's yeah. this um, additional autonomy. Uh, give, But again, in that you notice where you were giving your power over to. And you yeah. talk about these huge transitions and these shifts in your life, man. And that's where all the biggest things happen, man, is these reacquisitions of power. And it's it's challenging, man. Do you think that maybe it's part of because when you get your power back, the painful part is receiving it back because you've been absent of it? Do you think that yeah. may be part of the pain? Oh, for sure, man. I think a lot of the pain is recognizing like, wow, I always had it. And maybe I had a story that I didn't. Maybe I had a story I had to do it a different way because that's what would happen with me is like I would notice like I would be logically aware of like, I know because I do this stuff all day, like about stories and do story work and all these things with clients. Like I know I'm running a story but it seemed very believable. And it was like more of one of those things where it was like, well, I know I can't do this forever, but this is just a phase, right? Like this is just a phase. I got to hustle in the beginning to build things out. And I was excited about it in the beginning. And then it got to a level where it just realized like, okay, dude, you've laid your foundation. Now you need to figure out a different switch because you can't stay like that forever. Yep. And so I think that for me, some of the biggest pain was recognizing that it was a story, but not being able to 
embody it in a way that actually led to change. But at the same time, I could argue also that it maybe just wasn't the right time for that. Right. And now it is, you know, maybe I've gotten the lesson that I needed to learn in that. And now I'm able to move forward with much deeper awareness and also the ability to actually know what to do with that awareness. Because like my business partner, for instance, he's a Taurus and, um, and I'm an Aries, right? So, you know, he's been sharing these things for a while. Like, Hey man, it sounds like, you know, what you're wanting is this. And I'm like, no nah, man, just keep conquering. Let's go forward. Right. And finally it was like, you know, being able to recognize like, Hey, this is actually what I really want. You know, like I want a lot more space in my life. I want more space to be a creative. I want more space to hang out with amazing people like you and go on epic trips to go look for Sasquatch and, you know, teach sovereignty and do all this stuff, you know? And, you know, again, like you can do anything, but not everything. And so I was starting to realize like I'm having an everything issue, you know? So yeah, yeah. (laughs) it's like this idea of time is an illusion, but timing is everything, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's fascinating, man. But then again, giving yourself these breaks, these releases, this, because then you're looking at yourself from the perspective of your audience saying, oh shit, am I putting expectations on myself that my, nobody can live up to, you know, this kind of like, and it's repulsive in a way that it's unrelatable and unachievable. You've never been that, but it can get to that level to where you're sitting here like, I can't talk to this person. Like, how the fuck do you even relate? But, but to walk that balance of being relatable also means being vulnerable when you need your fucking rest, man. And yeah. it's a tough thing for dudes like you. And I think it's the hardest thing to do for you and I to take a break. Because if I'm sitting there taking a break, I'm drawing or I'm doing Legos or I'm, I'm still like doing something that's mentally stimulating and creative. And so, but again, for me just to sit still is honestly one of the most challenging fucking things on the planet. So it's, it's, it's a high and a technique in itself. Dude, it's an Olympic sport, bro. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. like I watch Rachel just like hang on the couch and like play with Pierre, our puppy. And I'm like, how? Yeah. Like, it's not like I couldn't force myself to do it. It's not like I don't meditate and do things that's like what that. It is. Like, it's I can- forced. Yeah, exactly. It's forced. Like for me, and I really have been settling into this too, man. I'm glad we're talking about it. Is that like, there's so much advice out there, right? I was mentioning like the specific niche of like people giving me business advice and me getting myself into a tangle over that, but you can extrapolate this into everything. We were talking about semen retention and like all these things you hear that none of them are necessarily good or bad. They're just things, right? But at the same time, what I've noticed happens and like a big part of the reason that why I started the business called Highly Optimized and I speak about these things is because it becomes very easy to become fucking obsessed with a lot of this stuff, right? Like, especially when people are saying, well, if you want to have a spiritual awakening or kundalini energy you must see save your seed right well then what happens when your sex life starts getting messed up because of it right and you start getting into these distortions of like oh i must not be able to do that because i need this like that's where i just start going these are all thirst traps at the end of the day people might mean the best for them but at the end of the day like i think the most beneficial way to live is intuitively and make sure you got your foundation down like as paul check says your four doctors doctor movement move your body every day doctor quiet sit in some time and just like you know have some space doctor diet eat good food and uh and doctor uh happy right doctor happiness and so do things every day that you love if you can do those things right and keep yourself in a stabilized state i think a lot of the other stuff becomes kind of crazy. You know, it's not that I don't believe in things like that. It's just like, it can be taken way too hard. And I'm one of those people that will take those things way too hard. And I think that a lot of men right now are kind of still stuck in that, like David Goggins mentality of like, Oh, we're going to do semen retention. We're never going to ejaculate again. You know? And it's like, dude, relax. All right. You're a human being. Enjoy life. You're going to be fine. You know? And so I think that balance is super important to talk about, especially when it comes to spirituality, because that's a realm where, yeah, it gets challenging quick. (laughs) 
<laughs> Nailed it with the balance, the B word. That's that's yeah. one of the biggest things right now, dude. Balance, balance, balance. It's your pendulum is somewhere on one side or the other, and that's why you feel the way you do. That's it. It's it's like the it's the simplest thing in the world. It's not the easiest. And so there's there's also the piss the piss off, right? Is yeah. the fucking fact that it's so simple. It's like, mm-hmm, I see it. It's like, okay, now go do it. It's like, well, fuck, because of this, this, <laughs> and you've got all these, right? And it's just an interesting thing though, this balance, man, this balance perspective that's not too masculine, not too feminine, this balanced, intuitive, but also, uh, you know, inspired action, motivated. There's, there's this balance, man. That's, that's, that's all the only word for it. And, uh, that spot though, doesn't allow for things like bamboozlements because you can see it from any direction. You can see where it would pull you off balance and you just simply choose to say no. And I love what you said about that. You love saying no. I think this is a huge empowering thing that we should absolutely talk about. No is a complete sentence people. So yeah. try it out. Uh, try it on your mom first. That's the biggest one because she's going to give you that, uh, oh, I wish you had chosen to do this instead of that. And you're just going to sit there. There's no question in there. Mm. There's no question in there. Okay. Well, yeah, I just really wish you would have that. Sit there with it. Doesn't mm. that feel weird? And especially mm. from your mom who demands and you are very quick to respond to, sit with it. That's one of your biggest practices ever. Same thing with your boss. Hey, uh, would you like to work this weekend? No. Mm-hmm. Ah, because it'd be really cool if you did. Let him sit there in it. Let him mm-hmm. sit there and feel how fucking dumb it sounds for him to <laughs> refuse your boundaries. And it goes with the same. It's going to echo this fucking thing out. And then that's the other thing, too. You try and work with people that convince you how to uh, skip in your son's baseball game to be on their podcast. Get fucked. Don't work with anybody that tries to compromise your boundaries. This life becomes so fucking easy, Ryan, because you see it. You see where you're being pulled off and you just say absolutely no fucking thank you. And that's yeah. it. Dude, I'm glad you're talking about this because there's two things, right? So the thing that really started this for me, I mean, again, like I've always known, but again, knowing is not nearly everything, right? Embodiment is the true thing. So I've known for a while about like, okay, I want my life to look a little different. But in October, right around September, October, I remember I was on Instagram in a scroll hole and I saw this quote that was talking about how the point in life is to be willing and ready to disappoint anyone and everyone at the expense of ever disappointing yourself. And that really fucking hit because now, right. It's like, it's, it's shown that like, Hey, you know what? There's going to be a lot of people that maybe uh, either lack boundaries themselves, right. Maybe get triggered around people to put boundaries up. Um, but again, neither of those things are your prerogative or your work to do, right? Like, you know, you are not responsible for other people's emotions. And that was a thing that I recognized that my mom specifically, but also my dad, they both did this right. Uh, inadvertently, it wasn't conscious, but they would, they would expect that people around them were responsible for how they felt. Right. So like, for instance, in the example of, I wish you did this instead of that. I'm not responsible for how you feel because of that. That's not my work to do whatsoever. Right. But it's so easy, especially I think for men, maybe women too, but you know, we're men. So we'll speak to the men's side, but it's so easy to want to, you know, provide and take care, especially in the, uh, for the women in my life. Right. Like, you know, with my mom and things like that, like, you know, this feeling of like, Oh, I must be the one that has to pick. And it's like, no, I don't actually like, you know, I'm, I'm always going to be cordial to my mother and love her, but it's not my responsibility to make sure she's happy. And that's like the idea of emotional slavery, you know, and like, I don't want to be a slave to anyone, especially my own emotions and especially someone else's. So yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because I think this is a gigantic, um, epidemic 
a real pandemic, if you will, um, of people that are just unaware of these things, right? Like unaware that it's not your responsibility to make other people happy and that no matter how aggravated or triggered they get, sorry, not sorry. That's, that's not my work to do, you know, or I'd be getting triggered. So you nailed it. And you're in such connection with the, with the plant, right? So Mm -hmm. you can think of the, think of your interaction with it from the thing you're interacting with perspective. Okay. Do you think Mm -hmm. alcohol wants to be the reason that it makes you feel better? Do you think that it, you only come to it with your problems or your troubles or to only mask something? What if that could be seen as something that was different and could be alchemized in a different way? And the spirits that imbibe it don't need to show up like that because you demand for them to, because that's what your energy requires. So it's this interesting thing from anthropomorphizing your perspective now out to others, which is this huge observer effect type deal that we're talking about here as well. Let's say, for instance, that your mom is an emotion. You're an emotional crutch for your mom. Therefore, you are the alcohol. Do you want to continue to be that which just allows this situation to perpetuate? Or do you want to just simply deny your mom that element of comfort, meaning that you don't show up in the same way that you're going to allow this to perpetuate rather than heal. Mm. So there's a very big difference in this and you nailed it with this. It's not about it because I would then be disappointing myself for having the awareness of it, the recognition of it, not being man enough to help anyone in my path with that wisdom, just to be passive and just to let it continue is my responsibility as well. It's me continuing to read the same script fucking pass, man. I'm not here for any of that shit anymore. Everything changes. Everything yes. changes. If it's not, if it's not worth my experience, it will be replaced. That's it. And so yeah. then therefore the me that showed up for my mom in those situations that perpetuated that feeling and made her feel like it was okay to be disempowered, that dude's gone. He was replaced by something that is my worth, my worth now and hers. And it's better for everyone, dude. It so is, dude. And I'm so glad we're talking about this because this is like, I mean, you want to talk about one of the biggest challenges and thirst traps in society as a whole. It's the don't worry, you're a victim. It's not your fault or your responsibility, right? So like what we're talking about right now, both with your mom and my mom or anyone else, right? Like we're not a victim to that. That was our challenge that we had an opportunity to work through, right? I imagine it's probably part of our soul evolution. You know, actually when I met with a um, a psychic, uh, Pam from San Diego, uh, I know a lot of people work with this uh, woman. I don't even know her last name, but you know, she mentioned that like, yeah, your karma in this lifetime is your family. In past lifetimes, you've given way too much of yourself away. She mentioned a past lifetime where I was pretty well off. You know, it was like around like the, I don't know, early 1900s. So it was a different world, but I was pretty well off. Not anything insane, but, you know, built myself up. And uh, I had something like, I don't know, eight kids. And then I took my sister and her kids in when her husband passed away. I just kept saying yes to death. And I ended up just taxing myself. And so I think I came into this lifetime with this karmic loop of like in that lifetime, I don't know for sure, but maybe I thought like, oh, why did these people do this to me type thing? Why, why do I have to do this when in reality I didn't, you know, but at the same time I was stepping over my own boundaries in this lifetime. And so in this lifetime, now there's the opportunity to do something different about it, to actually be someone different and to come with loving awareness, but say, hey, you know what? Like. I'm not going to allow that type of boundary to be crossed in my life because that doesn't lead me to be able to be the light that can light up the world. And the only people I want to be around are people that are going to assist me and I can assist them in lighting up the world because that's why we're truly here. That's the uh, most undistorted version of me that I can possibly think of is the fully empowered version of me. And there's nothing that's going to stop me from getting that in this lifetime. Like I've discerned for myself that, you know, if our if our lives intersect at the corner of free will and destiny, 
And so we have infinite different probabilities, but one is the greatest and grandest. I have chosen this lifetime to be the greatest and grandest. And that doesn't mean that I don't still come into many challenges or, you know, quote unquote mistakes, whatever you want to call them. But it means that I'm more excited to see them and remember that I am the hero of my own story. No one's a victim here. I'm not a victim. Uh, you know, it's not poor me, any of that. And now it's a great opportunity to rise. It's the same way as like, you know, if you have been working out for a couple of days and your trainer says to do a push up and you can't do one, you get really bummed out. You're like, I'm never going to be able to do one. But after you've been working out for a long time, and maybe your trainer says do 50 pushups and you do 45, you're not like, fuck, I'm, uh, oh, I'm so annoyed. Right. You're like, dude, I'll get it next time. Now I'm going to work on my pushups. Everything becomes an opportunity, right? Like, Ooh, there's an area that I'm a little bit weaker. I can, I can get stronger there. So I like to look at life now in the same way. Like what, what metaphorically going on in my life is just the next PR and a deadlift. <laughs> You know, so yeah, <laughs> it's interesting too because then you have this balance of what you like and prefer now, and it's almost like you're in this constant state of balance. You're adding mm -hmm. new things that you like, but then also some things need to go away because then too much energy is spent on them or they fall off into decay, right? If you have like 80 mm -hmm. cars or something, you don't have someone taking care of them, then <laughs> right? I mean, it's cool you got them, but what are you doing, right? So it yeah. is this, you know, positive abundance is what I'm looking forward to because you get you get real like flagrant with this shit when you start manifesting. You're like, ah, oh, fucking abundance, abundance. Well, you can have a lot of abundance. Of shit you know you've seen jurassic yeah. park that's a lot of shit you can have that you know that's abundance yeah. right technically so you need to be very specific so even in mine i mean i've got i've got I really got one affirmation right and that is on my mama on my hood i look fly i look good and other than that it, i just roll through it dude that's it. it it's a it's an easy thing but if i am in a state of here's what i'd prefer over what's occurring if that if that does exist or just in a constant mm. focused state of Peace of mind, it's inspired action, aligned opportunities, and the embodiment of freedom. That's the biggest one. And clear, focused vision. So the embodiment of freedom is the biggest one. If you're sitting here begging for freedom, clearly you don't have it. Mm -hmm. If you are in a position of freedom, your demand for you to embody it fully must show up in your life. So you're going to start mm -hmm. things, seeing things like the sovereignty movement pop up on your website and start seeing things where you were like, hey, you can get a car like tomorrow and it's fine. You don't have to work with these beaters. You've had shit cars for like 20 years. Like you don't have to do this anymore. These are the ways in which I'm embodying my freedom. And so these are like the actual affirmations, but I'll be good. Goddamn, that first one ain't simple and just rings true. Dude, a hundred percent, man. And once again, for the fifth time, I'm so glad we're talking about this too, because, you know, again, like, you know, you can look at your external environment as simply a reflection of the internal, right? As within, so without, as above, so below. So what does it mean when all of a sudden, right, you start seeing sovereignty pop up in your life and you start being around people that are getting free cars, free houses. And, and for anyone listening who maybe is like, huh, like I'm not talking about a hack or a loophole. I'm talking about remembering who the fuck they truly are and reaching out to these companies from that embodied uh, archetype saying, hey, I know exactly what you're doing, what is called the securities fraud. And if you don't choose to let me in on it, well, I'm going to take this all the way to the Supreme Court and I will hang you out to dry. Right. And you will not take advantage of me any longer. And I think that, you know, one of the challenges within this space is I think so many people are now becoming aware of it at once that it's like hysterical, dude. Like, it's just so funny to go on like Caleb and Tamika's page or Brandon's page. And just I mean, when I found Brandon back in April, you know, like I mean, he had a website, same website, hysterical, like game recognized game. He'll always be uh, glorified in my mind because of that website, just the best copy I've ever read. But, you know, like he had the website, but I couldn't really find a lot about it. And dude, then I got into Jager's mastermind and like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden, boom, it just exploded, dude. Like people that I never thought 
would know about this stuff are now doing it and i'm like holy shit, dude this is crazy so yeah it's really funny man <laughs> it's incredible i mean and it's such an adventure but again it's the embodiment of freedom and we're all yeah. staring around looking and but it's also an identification identification of the principle of like attracts like because it's seriously yeah. you decide okay here's what i want here's what i don't as you balance your things you go all right i got it and you fine tune and there's i mean this is in grains of sand increment you're like kick mm. kick yeah, add that one. Okay, kick, kick. You know, I can have a little more of that. Okay, cool. And so you have such a balanced thing here, and then it's like whoosh, and you just take the fuck off. It's It's got to yeah. be like these interesting, it's almost like Indiana Jones proportions, right, where you're swapping the idol for the bag of sand. You got to have it like just fucking right, and then it just takes the fuck off, man, but it just takes your clear focus vision. That's it. Just decide what you want and decide that that's all you want, and then just do that, and that's it, and be unstoppable in that vision be Ganesh everything that comes through any doubt because you're only going to manifest in front of you resistance you're going to pop up this like obstacle course of resistance in front of you and your job is just to GI Joe your way through that bitch that's it dude a hundred percent man you know it's like the sovereignty space is a perfect example again because yeah it can be like I mean it's honestly terrifying to be like hey no just uh do a revocation of election get into the private and just no you never have to pay taxes again and for a lot of people, like, you know, especially when I mentioned this stuff to like people in the baby boomer generation, they're just like, oh, oh, you're going to get in trouble. Oh, don't do that. Right. And I think for a lot of us, right, we've heard, especially on your show, my show, et cetera, anything that's into the esoterics, you know, uh, realm and things like that. We hear a lot about how the consciousness of the planet is shifting. Right. And that's, again, a very like intangible thing, right? Like you can't measure like, oh, there's the consciousness now. I mean, I guess you could with muscle testing and David Hawkins scale, but for most people, they're not going to utilize that. They're not going to know that exists. So when you look at the world right now, like what is the key sign for me or key like um, key like leading indicator of uh, a shifting in consciousness? It's a deeper degree of self-awareness. And so when you look at the world right now, people are like, oh, my God things are worse than ever. Look what's happening in Hollywood. Look what's happening in wars. Look what's happening in politics. I'm like, guys, welcome to forever. All right. The main question is why can you notice it more now? It's like the analogy I say all the time. It's like, it's not that the closet wasn't already messy. It's that we finally, as a society are opening the closet and finally coming to terms with just how messy it's gotten. And a lot of us have gotten to the point where we started cleaning the closet now right? That metaphorical closet, both in ourselves and then also without like a perfect example is when the pandemic thing happened, you know, there was a lot of talk, especially here in Boston of Mayor Wu, I think it was at the time being like, well, if you don't get your shot, you can't go to restaurants. Right. <laughs> and like, and then a lot of us are just like, oh yeah, why are we going to restaurants anyway? They all use canola yes. oil. Why am I going yes. to pay to get poison? That's stupid. <laughs> no, we're good with that. Thanks, Mayor Wu. Then she's like, well, you can't go to concerts either. And I'm like, well, I couldn't hit volcano bags when I was at fucking House of Blues anyway. That place sucks. I'm like, I'll just <laughs> do house parties and invite whatever DJ I want to come here. Yep. He's like, all right, well, you, you know, might not be able to travel. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to get a van and just like travel cross country anyway. Like, thanks for the opportunity. And it's like everything they tried throwing in that typically like maybe even 20 years ago, people would be like, free donuts, sign me the fuck up. Shoot me with that thing. I don't care what's in it. Right now people are like, wait a minute. Why the fuck are they giving out donuts for a health thing? That's kind of weird, you know. Like that's that's strange, you know. That's unhealthy like, thing ever. Like, like why don't they give out a protein shake or something? It's like yeah, I'll fucking no, right? It's yeah. like Planet Fitness doing pizza day, you know. It's like what? Like just doesn't make any sense. So like, 
when you start looking at all of this stuff, it's clear something is shifting, you know, and like these are the signs also, right? Like what happens as a result of self-awareness? Well, people start taking accountability. They start actually being like, how do I actually play the game the 1% is playing? Instead of going down with the 1%, be like, hey, man, what game are you playing? Let me in on that, right? And so that's what I think we're seeing a lot of now is people just become empowered and realize like, oh, I can do this myself. Like, I don't need to like play the victim card or think that like, oh, it's the 1%. No, it's not. Actually, it's the banks. It's just the banks. And they're all committing securities fraud. They know what they're doing. And if you call them on it and take it hard enough and enough people do it, we'll topple the whole system. <laughs> so pretty crazy. God, you get me fired up because yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 to all of this. And it is one of these things to where it's like it it focuses because, again, d clear, direct focus is our aim here. And if mm. that's our focus, it's OK, that's what we take down. And how do we do it? What's interesting about it, and you nailed it with this, is it's not a locked door. The door is unlocked. It's just a maze to get to. But now we all are copying these maps and handing them to each other. And we're walking in the room with these assholes going, hey, buddy, how's it going? And they're like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, <laughs> who let you in here? Who? How did you find out? And now we're here. And so now it's going to be no fun to do this anymore. And it's yeah. just going to be one of those like weird, you know, where we're burning the no girls allowed sign off of the treehouse. It's dude, we're done with this kind of nonsense. It's it's over. We're here. Thanks for the dope ride in the bag, man. I appreciate you keeping all my cash safe for me and invested properly. It's been doing Doing great i'll take that now thank you <laughs> dude 100 dude i always think about like the the hilarious joke of like hey thanks for keeping my money safe and uh in return i bring i brought you some great poupon you know <laughs> like a yeah, wayne's world thing like excuse me sir do you have any great poupon you know like because i think it's that's that. the funniest I, I think that's the funniest thing dude right is like i had this unreasonable idea about three years ago on acid uh, with my buddy Chase Tolleson. Uh, I got to introduce you to him. He's a great guy. And a couple of people down at my buddy Mark's Lake House. And when we go down there, we'll usually interact with some psychedelics and just have some epic dialogue. And we talked about how like, you know, uh, for like, you know, the average person, they always think about helping the little guy, which is great, right? It's a great cause in theory. You know, it's it's amazing, right? But there's a lot of people that fit the little guy type, you know, uh, archetype out there. It'd be a lot to help all of them. But if you could actually like, you know, say go to Saudi Arabia, right, and go over there where these Saudi princes have billions and trillions, potentially, of you know, billions of dollars anyway, and they're just bored. They think they figured all life out. They got all the money in the bank account. They're like, whatever. Right. And you go over there and you're like, yeah, so uh, you guys have figured it all right. They're like, yeah, everything's boring. You're like, cool. So you've done like demolition derby with Lamborghinis. And they're like, what? And you're like, I thought you said you did everything, dude. Like, are you even fun now? What you do? is you actually like meet them where they're at. You do this thing like demolition, demolition derby with Lamborghinis, which would sound like it's very bad for the environment. I'm getting to the punchline here. But then what you do is like after they're like, whoa, OK, like I guess there are things in the world that I never knew existed. You're like, all right, cool. Come to Monterey, Mexico with me and come do peyote. And you take a bunch of these Saudi princes and people of that stature. You go out there and you have them experience ayahuasca, psilocybin, even no medicine, just like in nature, having a blast, really connecting. You only got to change one of those people's minds to free up billions of dollars to give back to the planet. And so like, you know, now when I'm thinking about this whole sovereignty space and all of this stuff, and that's really what I see is that if we were in a Star Wars movie right now, we'd be in The Force Awakens. All of us are tapping into true power, not force, but power, which is love. It's the governing force of the universe. It's true connection. It's really why we're here. We're redash membering. And now, in a way, we're truly the millionaires and billionaires, which is why all of this money is now starting to attract to us, where all the people that have the money, yeah, they have a lot of the money, but they're fucking miserable. And they're going to need us to figure out how to get out of that. And so that's really what I'm seeing in the world as well. 
is that even, you know, like with Breathe With Cannabis, for instance, we've had plenty at this point, at least four or five different, like very wealthy people reach out and they're like, hey man, I've made my money, I've done what I've done. I wanna be a part of something big now. Like I'm realizing that matters. And so I'm like, this is a really interesting shift, you know, like this whole idea that, you know, for many millionaires, billionaires, et cetera, like the standard of that we've measured success by, which is money, we're now starting to realize like for a lot of us, like, yeah, we don't wanna be broke by any means, but like, honestly, like money is a game. It's not even real. It's not backed by anything. I mean, fuck, for God's sakes, we're trading around debt notes. They're not even real money. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. So, we yeah. read fruit of a poisonous tree, and it's like it's sitting here talking about how. Uh, here, shout out, guys. Um, I'll actually go ahead and link Dude. it below. Um, and uh, right there down. we are. Oh, I'll, I'll fuck yeah, man. I'll send you a copy. Okay, so oh, uh, that's a, that's an awesome book. Highly recommend Mel Stamper, guys. Uh, and, and highly, highly recommend this one, Word Magic. If you want to get started in this shit, um, and just get Dude. it cranked up to the highest degree, this book, Word Magic by Pao Chang. I'm also going to go ahead and link it. Buying it on Audible Excuse me right as now. I note yeah. this. Um, and yeah, we're going to add this one to the Sovereign series as well. So you guys can go check that out. Um, we've talked a lot about a lot of empowering things here. So why wouldn't we? Okay, so I'll link these two <laughs> down below. But um, could not. there's just a library of information out there. And then with folks like Brie, oh my God, dude. Um, Brie has been crushing it at this shit. And um, her and Joe Lustig are these dudes mm. that do these amazing things on um, uh, TikTok. They do these incredible like group meetings and things like this where they just have everybody come out they just teach the shit out of you have all the forms and everything and then move on with life and then they have another one where they empower you to help with your mom's mortgage and shit it's fascinating dude dude it's really so, cool my uh my uh my camera is overheating right now i guess <laughs> i see that well you know yeah. what i mean uh do you want to call it on this one um yeah we can call it if you want i'll, I'll try to see if i can get it back on real quick okay. we'll see if it's yeah. meant to come back on it will if it's they not, just can't handle you. You're too good looking. I know. Dude. You know what Guilty I mean? Is charged. All right, we'll see if guy. it sticks. <laughs> dude, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Well, no Fingers worries. Crossed, I didn't know they could know. do it. What kind of camera do you have? Um, I have a uh, Sony ZV-1. Do and you like it? This is like, I, I love it, dude. This is the first call of the day. Usually I have this thing on eight hours and it doesn't do that. So I have no idea. I don't know if it's just too hot dude. in here. I'll open this window. No, you know what it is? It's weird shit. Weird shit's been happening like this electronically. Have you been feeling like this? Like elect like your autocorrect is off, your emails are off, dude. like shit's doing weird fucking things, man. What's going on? Dude, there's just glitches in the matrix, man, is really yeah. what I think is going on. Like straight up, like think about what's going on in just the sovereignty space and how much of like a crazy glitch that was. Like almost like a cheat code that got released, yeah. right? Or a series of cheat codes where it's like, oh wow, that's pretty interesting. Well, it's happening everywhere. That's what I noticed. Like it's literally happening everywhere. It's happening in health, obviously the last couple of years. It's happening in finance, it's happening with everything. And I think that like, as we continue to go on this, whatever this part of the journey is called or referenced to, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of these like glitches. Like you've seen those movies. I, I think you've actually posted one of like the birds just stuck in air, not yeah, flying. The planes and shit. Yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> planes are interesting because those can be fooled by perspective as you drive. But there are some, man, where they're just standing there. And it's like an eight, eight minute long video of this plane just, I mean, it's either some sort of crazy headwind uh, that they were just frozen in midair and couldn't overwhelm the thrust of. But that's silly. Then why was the person standing there, right? So it's it's like this silly shit that's going on. Um, weird things about deer. Like there was a deer that was one fucking deer, dude. It was a baby deer walking by a tree. And all of a sudden, another head split out of it and it split into two deer and walked off. There's another one where this lady was filming a squirrel coming out of the concrete. You could see the concrete flat, and then the squirrel would pop out of it and run off. She's like, what the fuck is going on? It's like the third squirrel that did it. <laughs> and so it's this fascinating Truman Show sort of thing where we're just waiting for lights to fall from the sky. You know what I mean? Just like that read Sirius B on the outside of it, a can light. Dude, 100%, man. And like, 
you know, I just really feel like that's why like, I feel like I'm in the force awakens. Like, I just feel like, all right, you know what I feel like? And I think I may have used this quote with you before, but, or this analogy, but you know, in independence day, when the president goes to area 51 and they go underground and the president's like, Oh my God, shit's really crazy out there. How are things down here? And that scientist, with the gray hair is like the happiest he's ever been. He looks like he just got like brand new Nikes as a six year old or whatever, or Nintendo 64. He's like, dude, things have never been so good. We've had this spaceship just sitting here taking up space for so long. And now all these buttons are turning on. I'm so excited. I feel like that's where a lot of human beings are divided right now. Some are the president of the archetype is like, oh, my God, things have never been this bad. And then other ones of us are like, dude, there's all these cool things happening. You know, like it's just really funny of a dichotomy to witness. <laughs> it's a br- it's the perfect analogy because it could have been done in so many ways. But now that I'm remembering the scene you're talking about, it is an overwhelming for this, uh, you know, uh, what do we call it? Like our boomer, right? That's yeah. walking through here going like, oh, my God. And obviously this is super uh, amazing facility. But then it's us sitting here going, OK, we know the UFOs there, but nothing's lighting up. You know, it's not mm-hmm. flying around. It's been there for a long time. We've known about this for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And then now all of a sudden it comes to life, which is interesting because we've known about it for a while, but now things are springing to life. The people who have never seen it, we all sort of meet the perspective at the same time. And it's an interesting thing. It's like, we've been waiting. They're not ready. It's wild, dude. It really is wild, man. And like, I just feel so grateful to live in the present day because I'm just like, dude, this is such a cool time. I mean, like, think about the fact that obviously like, you know, we're not in the 1800s, but in in a big way, like, there's never been more cowboy nature out there, you know, especially in this country. I don't know about other countries. I mean, I talk to a lot of people from different countries, but, you know, America, if it's got one thing, it's got, you know, and it's got a lot of stuff. I'm not dissing America, but, you know, it's got that cowboy nature to it, you know, and I love that aspect of like kind of that, like, uh, no, I will not do what you tell me, you know, that rage against the machine type thing, you know, so yeah, before they I really sold out, started that. requiring vaccines and became rage on behalf of the machine. Yes. Uh, yeah. We're just going to do that <laughs> minus the sellout part. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that's a funny thing, man, by the way, how like a lot of, uh, you know, the last three years when we went through it, I had a lot of friends that were anarchists, quote unquote, and they were some of the first ones to try to shame other people, you know, and it was like, oh, that. That didn't age well, you know. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you know what that word means. Yeah. yeah you meant subject. A slave. Yeah. You pronounced slave wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You said that wrong. <laughs> and and then this, this this inability to see things unlike they are being. You know, and you mentioned it earlier. We uh, are both fans of uh, Laurel Erica, mutual sister mm. of ours here. But yes. um, she describes an epiphany. Her definition for an epiphany is a sudden recognition of the obvious. And it seems mm-hmm. like that that's this is an epiphanistic apocalyptic. And I think she called herself an apocalyptimist, which is crazy. Like that woman in her words, right? Dude, so apocalyptimist, so something like that. So she's an optimist about the apocalypse and that it's mm-hmm. just a revealing. It's just, hey, we're going to do this. And that's what's so great again about the sovereignty thing to bring it up again is that Brandon, on the first time on the show, why I really fell in love with that dude was he described it as a heartfelt 1776 without the bodies. He's like, dude, mm-hmm. it's all about respect. It's all love. We're simply bringing this to your attention. And it's really something that we as as the freest country in the world, even looking at the chains that we have on us, Ryan, you know, mm-hmm. that we're shedding quickly can really be this fucking thing to where it's really the America we were talking about. The people, not this bullshit that the other countries in the world talk shit about because we're overthrowing their governments and doing all the things that the shadow government is doing, right? All that ends. All that's all that's coming down. And with this Pluto and Aquarius thing, dude, it's done, man. Like, see you later. That's it. And it was described a while back as a chess game that everybody watching 
the one side knew that it was done, the bad side, right? The mm. lizard turds. And then the other yeah. side, are what we would prefer, knew that it was winning, knew it was winning, meaning the ascension or anything else. Everybody watching, even those that knew as a UFO or didn't know fuck all, uh, were sitting here and couldn't tell what the outcome would be, but the players playing knew exactly what was happening. The game was already over. All mm -hmm. the dark side could do was delay its inevitability with a few extra moves here and there, but the lights move, there are fuck all for pieces on the board left, man, and that's why we're probably going to see some crazy blue beam shit like that. What do you think? Fake alien invasion? Are we still got that on the table? Dude, I, I think that's definitely a possibility. And, uh, you know, I definitely what I know for sure is that they're probably not going to go down quietly. Right. They're going to try something else. Hopefully the last three years has red pilled enough people to start recognizing that whatever these people say, take the opposite of it, because yeah. they're just trying to keep you stuck in 3D world, whatever you want to call it. They have no care in the world about your health, your safety, your ability to enjoy life. Nothing. And just like they tell you about bullies in school, just stop giving them attention. Stop watching their shitty news channels that are literally not news whatsoever. Stop buying into their shitty stories. Stop allowing them to divide us. Stop allowing them to do anything. Just start ignoring them. Just straight up. Just start ignoring them. Like, you know, again, like instead of pushing people to go out and vote or whatever that is, you know, like instead of doing that, just get people to start creating these sovereign communities where we don't need their things anymore. We don't need their establishments, their restaurants or anything like that. Like, no, thank you. We'll take everything back ourselves. We trust ourselves way more with the money we would pay to you land pirates because it's all going to foreign wars and bullshit that none of us want in this country. None of us want it. Right. And the rest of the world doesn't want it either. And it's like, I really believe in what Brandon says, because that's what I understand America to be built on. Is this how like this whole like, hey, we will literally throw all your fucking tea in the goddamn yeah. harbor that happened right in Boston, right here. Right. And like, I think people need a revamp of that, of like, hey, do you realize they were just trying to tax tea and they went like no fucking way. Now, I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of violence or anything like that. Like you said, it's all love. We don't need to be violent to win this war because that would be giving them a taste of their own medicine. And that's that's going to burn both of us because the whole idea is they're trying to keep us stuck where they are, which is like, oh, well, we're going to be violent back to them. It's like, no, that's a taste of their own medicine. We must give them a taste of our medicine, which is love, which is saying, hey, you know what? I know that you're playing a role in this lifetime. You're negatively polarized and there needs to be a perceived villain to have a perceived hero. But at the same time, I'm just going to stop giving you attention. I'm going to stop giving in to your things. I'm going to stop getting triggered over what you're trying to trigger me on. I'm going to get off social media. I'm going to connect more with the people in my neighborhood and my community. I'm going to start growing our own food. I'm going to start really talking to people and really listening when they're actually talking to me, you know, and really start changing this tune so that we can wake up and usher in a more beautiful world for generations to come. It's not going to happen from, you know, going back. This is a comeback, not a go back, you know, every step of the way. Dude, cannot agree more. Like, I love your fire with this. I love your passion, <laughs> but I love your heart, too. It's like hugging the guy that's stabbing you, you know, but it's yeah. this. It's unintrinsic to the program, not in, unintrinsic to our heart, because we've been feeling that something's been fucked up since we got here. And we know yeah. it. You know, you can see yeah. it's either we feel homesick, you know, and this is what I think spurs on all the starseed ideas of like, oh, God, well, of course, because I'm not from here. It's easy to identify as of this place, not from this or from yeah. this place, not of this place. Right. Mm. Like we're just passing through. But while we pass through, we're wiping our asses across the carpet like the truffle shuffle dogs <laughs> and just wiping this place fucking clean of the dumb shit that's here. Because we yeah. have these sparkly asses, man. Well, dude, you know, it's like even if you want a Ferrari, right? And right now you're driving a Honda Accord, 
You're not going to say, I'm not going to take care of the Honda because I'm going to get a Ferrari one day. Right. You're going to take right. care of the Honda as if it was the Ferrari. And that's what will allow you to be able to actually, in part, manifest the Ferrari, you know? Okay. And so it's that, you know, you must live as if like you already have that outcome now. And so like, there's never been a better time for us to start practicing what so many of us preach, you know, like, you know, being able to really show the world like, hey, you know, like in your analogy, right? Like if someone comes at you with a knife. It's like, make sure you get them on the ground, but you don't have to kill them. You know what right. I mean? Like you can, yeah, like you Batman. can get them into a position where you can be like, dude, what's going on? Like what's happening? Share what's going on in your heart with me, man. Like, you know, I know you don't want to actually show up like this. So what's going on? Cause at the end of the day, hurt people, hurt people. That's what we're seeing. We're seeing insane amounts of distortions, right? From people's ability to see themselves truly as God. And then we're seeing people that have less distortions on multiple different frequencies, right? Or ranges, if you will. And so those of us that have purged or transcended or moved through some of these distortions, it's so easy to pick it out in other people. And it's so easy also to think that we must fight those distortions, but you don't get anywhere from fighting those distortions, right? The only way you get somewhere is if you actually start understanding what those distortions are and remediating them. Like it's like Eminem at the end of eight mile, right? Like he could have like shit on that guy and done more of what that guy wanted him to do, right? Like shit on me. So I have every reason to shit on you. He's like, nah, man, actually, I just feel so comfortable with myself that I'm going to take all your power away by owning everything that is me. And in doing so, what did he do? He loved himself. The guy had no power left because he realized that Eminem actually loved himself. There was nothing he could say to him that would get under his skin. That's how you win this battle, straight up. Every time they try to take something away, you go, thank you. I didn't need that anyway. Oh, my God. Now I have more space. Thank you so much for clearing that up. I'm so appreciative. And then eventually they're going to start wondering, like, why the fuck are all these people not getting pissed off about this stuff? You know, and eventually their power is going to run out, right? Like straight up. That's just how it is, you know? So, yeah, that's my vision. <laughs> Dude, we're going to cut it here, man. Ryan Sprague and all the ways to find you located down in the show description. Highly optimized. Breathe with cannabis. Guys, check the link. I'm a proud, proud affiliate. And I'll see you at the next oh, one. Yes. Uh, oh, all yes. the episodes and other ways you've been on 187.202. The Insider Hangout as well as the books that I mentioned. Fruit of a Poisonous Tree and Word Magic. Could not recommend starting there enough. There's plenty after that. But guys, holy shit. Uh, check Ryan out further. Check him down in the show notes. You're a dear brother. And we look forward to your event. I'm going to actually uh, let you to close on a high note. What gives you hope as well as tell us about your event. And that's going to be linked down below as well. My God, thank you so much for this, brother. You know, open invite any damn time. Thank you. Dude, thank you, man. You're my favorite podcast to go on. We riff so good. Like I, I say to everyone, I'm like, Brandon's my spirit animal, you know, yes. <laughs> like like straight Same. up. It's not every day that I meet someone <laughs> that has similar energy like that, like really loving, but like very like, you know, high vibe energy. And um, and you know how it feels like getting plugged into an electrical socket 24 seven, you know, so I would say that what gives me hope in the world right now is everything we talked about here, right? Like more and more people every single day reaching out to me and saying, hey, I'm choosing now to show up in love and I'm choosing to, yeah, put the boundaries up like, you know, uh, uh, walk tall, but carry a stick, right? Like that whole saying, you know, or walk softly, but carry a big stick. You know, it's like that whole idea of like, I'm not going to allow people to walk all over me, but I'm also aware that I'm the one that lets people walk over me, you know? So there's like a, a, a balance there, right? Like everything. And so what really gives me hope is the fact that 
I really see everything we're going through, just like Laurel talks about as a huge optimistic uh, opportunity in life where I really think that like, I just, I just see this in the story of this planet being perfectly what we're meant to be going through right now. So I have a lot of hope and more and more people starting to uh, create the self-awareness necessary to see through the illusion and come back into wholeness within themselves. And so that's, what's giving me a lot of hope, man. You know, that's my hope thing. And then with the event, uh, we have, uh, speaking of relationships and love and all of that, we have a uh, really special edition to Breathe With Cannabis coming up on the 15th of February. Uh, it's the Relationship Alchemy Edition. And so it's going to be beautiful to come. Even if you don't have a romantic partner, come for yourself because the most important relationship you'll ever have is the relationship to self. Uh, if you do have a romantic partner, of course, come through for that. You know, these events are so amazing. Uh, if you use Brandon's code, you got 10% off your ticket price. Um, so that'll bring it down to around 50 bucks. I mean, this is like one of the best and easiest ways to tap into an amazing community. Come hang out with me, Brandon, everyone there have an absolute blast it's two and a half hours of wisdom teachings parts work and story work with cannabis and then beautiful breath work with guided breath sounds and tracks along with it so feggio frequencies binaural beats all the things it is epic and sound healing at the end so definitely come through for it guys it's going to be a special one fucking love you dude thank you so much this is incredible <laughs> love you too bro <laughs> takes incredible to know incredible <laughs> <laughs>